Welcome in, everybody, to the Creed of Crypto podcast, where we provide immersive, essential, and evergreen strategies for the novice cryptocurrency investor. How you doing? I'm one half of your host, Crypto. <laughs> I must call myself your name, uh, Broke Boy <laughs> Crypto. That's me. Have, yep, I do have uh, my friend, partner in crime, Crypto Ewok, with me here as well. Tonight figures to be a great show. You saw the thumbnail. We're going to talk a little bit of DeFi tonight, talk a little Hex, talk a little Zen, talk a little... Uh, vampire uh jack levin stuff it's a it's a hot topic right now in the DeFi space so we're going to get into it into the market as well because since we were last on it has been pumping a big time even though today was a bit of a red day we have so much to get to it's going to be a good one but ewok how are you feeling tonight i'm good man it's still uh still the bear market we haven't bought them by the way well, I think we'll have some disagreements on that. Uh, we're going to get into that here, I think, in detail. But yeah, as the last couple of weeks have gone on, I have definitely, um, not not just because of the price, mind you, but yeah, I've definitely become skeptical that the the bottom, I feel like we, let me just say it the right way, I think we, we may have seen the bottom. But um, we're going to get into why, of course, but just to introduce ourselves real quick, I am Broke Boy Crypto. You can find me on YouTube at that handle, B-O-I. Uh, YouTube channel is dedicated to kind of living a minimalist lifestyle and trying to attain financial freedom, self-sovereignty through investing in crypto. So you can find me there. Ewok, how about you? I'm on Crypto Ewok uh, on Twitter. I'm Crypto Ewok 5555 on YouTube. And we are streaming live tonight on my Twitter account as well. Oh, uh, yes. Yes, for all, we're on the uh, Twitter as well, live right now. So yeah, check out both channels. Give us a like. We very much appreciate it. Sub as well. But yeah, this is where we are in the market right now. So Bitcoin rallied, of course, up over 20K to 21K over the course of the last week. Um, we are just under 21K right now. Bitcoin at 20.7 and ETH at 15.17. Right before we came on the air, literally within minutes, um, a gigantic hex dump, really um, all done by what we believe is just one person kind of liquidating their hex assets. And they have been for quite some time. So we're going to get into a, a topic that we weren't even really planning on discussing tonight because we didn't know it was happening tonight. But it is. So we just saw hex basically plummet like literally 25 percent over the last half hour. Um, it's trading just above two cents right now. And yes, I bought the dip. But uh, yeah, we were um, up into it. Two and a half to three cent range, yeah. So, yeah, on a day like that, you definitely want to get involved. But um, yeah, it had a pretty quick retracement there. Um, I'm right. pretty sure he dumped like seventy or eighty million hex, uh, all within just a couple buys, and it retraced from you know it went down to about point or well one point nine cent, um, all the way back up to um, two point two cents here. So. Yeah. Yep. I think you're about right. Um, and we're going to get to that into the more details of that wallet here as well. But yeah, so these major pumps with Bitcoin in the crypto market over the last week, we've already kind of seen a slight alt season begin. They really started to pump a bit after Bitcoin um, pumped over 21K. Uh, and yeah, that's kind of, you know, uh, you know, there's a lot of different things that people will always try to attribute this stuff to. Um, we got about a meet expectations in terms of the CPI reading that we got last week. So if anything, maybe you would have thought that would have been slightly bearish because it didn't exceed expectations, but it's really just pumped off of that. Um, I don't know if that's really 
the, the reason or anything. I don't think it really is. Sometimes you just attribute things like this to the four-year cycles and things like that. Um, but needless to say, based on what we've seen in the CPI data, however manipulated it may be, it appears to the naked eye that apparently inflation is coming down a bit. Um, we've seen a lot of talk about our favorite poultry eggs recently, and uh, apparently they're not receiving the CPI message. Nope. Um, but yeah, as uh, both eggs and BTC becoming more valuable by the minute. So um, yeah, you walk, I mean, yeah, you already alluded to it. And I, I, I do think, and it, again, I was saying this last week, even before some of these more major pumps, but the sentiment of the market right now, and people just seeming to think that an FTX collapse type of situation just goes down you know, monthly or something like that. Just the sentiment that we are seeing in the market, how down everybody has been on it. Um, and it is, of course, now a week or two later, starting to kind of flip around a little bit, I think. But people are so negative on crypto right now. And the overwhelming majority of folks are expecting um, still new lows. I, I ran a poll last week on the YouTube channel. Um, they had about 250 votes or so that 80% of people still thought the lows were not in yet. So, um, to me, just based on that sentiment and where we've been and the fact that people are just constantly looking for these catalysts that will be the new leg down, none of which I think are anywhere near as, as impactful as the FTX thing. Not only that, but like we're going to get into the Genesis stuff who are pretty much already filing for bankruptcy, which we all expected. I think a lot of this stuff is just becoming priced in at this point. Number one, I don't think it is as impactful as the FTX stuff. But also, I mean, we've been thinking that Genesis was going to go bankrupt for like a month now, or if not more. But anyway, I, I know you still believe we have lower to go. Um, I, I am basically a probably 80% feeling like the bottom is probably in for Bitcoin in this bear market. So um, what, what do you think? What do you have to say? And I know um, right. chart pulled up there a minute ago too. Yeah, you want me to pull the chart up? I, I just, I yeah. Give me a second. I, I don't, I don't think we've gotten there. I don't think we've felt max pain. Um, I know the sentiment when everybody thinks one way, it's wise to to be a contrarian. But I don't think in, in this case. I think the the space is still filled with quite educated people. Um, that's pretty much all that's left. I don't see too many people that you know, haven't been here before. Um, but uh, that was the hex price. So we're looking at Bitcoin. Um, and I did, I, I was just mentioning to you, I drew this blue line right at 21.535 last week on stream um, mm -hmm. before we had this little run up. And I, I thought that would be a, a very major area of resistance. And sure enough, you know, it wicked up into it and hit it and just bounce right back down. So um, I still think this was a, you know, a bull trap. So I still see more downside. I don't know what will cause it. I really, I really don't. Um, but I think there's going to be another event uh, that triggers the downside even further. Uh, I don't think the, you know, when these companies file bankruptcy, um, I don't know how much liquidating, they have to do you know i don't know what they have in their arsenal to cover lawyer fees and things like that um you know it, as i said with ftx there wasn't a whole lot of, of negative pressure maybe sentiment but not not selling pressure 
Right. So we we just we still haven't had that major event that caused major downside uh, like we did in, you know, 2018 at the, you know, near the mid year end of year there uh, at the end of the market when it went down to, you know, 3000, it, it did bounce around. If we take a look back at it, you know, it, it bounced quite a bit before it made that. Where are we at here? We got to go back a ways. You know, it, it bounced around a lot in here before it made that final, final plummet down to 3100 there. Right. So I think, you know, we're probably this triangle is a little bit off. <laughs> it could have been a little bit bigger, but um, I still think we've got, you know, a ways to go yet. Some more bouncing sideways up and down before we make that final capitulation down. Just I my, definitely just my thought. Well, yeah. Well, I definitely agree that. Um, yeah, I think we're going to get like more boring ish trading like within a specific channel like that um i just don't feel i mean you even kind of saw it with this pump a little bit like after we got to 20k i mean people that are sidelined and have been sidelined literally since the summer are going to fomo in at some point you know and i just um i i guess i just don't and i agree with, yeah i know what you're saying i i don't know how much was actually liquidated when it comes to ftx but um you know, what is that comparison as far as crypto that's being held by an exchange or by Genesis? And I know Genesis is obviously a large number um, just compared to retail as a whole. And just the point where it's like there are going to be buyers at some prices, you know, um, sure. I just I, I just think we have been time wise so far into this. And, you know, I, I, I'm not. It, I don't want to chop this up. Is it you know, the time? Is it the time that's getting you feeling that we've we've been here long enough, and the time that, is what was, gives you the impression that it's almost over? Or I was literally just going to say, yeah, like I, I just want to, you know, chalk it up to some kind of I want to call it like wizardry or whatever. But like, yeah, just like four year cycles panning out, basically, just that that, that is what has tended to happen, and we can assign all of these different narratives to it, which I, I do frankly hate doing. I, I hate yeah. in any market, because traditionally, if you are assigning a narrative to something, you, you're already late anyway. You know what I mean? Like, it's already been happening, or somebody's already ahead of you. You know, just look at this garbage we had happen today, which we'll probably talk about for a couple seconds anyway, but this huge announcement by the DOJ, let's give them a round of applause. They took down um, <laughs> some gigantic exchange that apparently like four people have heard of and yeah. you saw the price like tanking the hour or two leading into that because ju just just off of like the fear. a tweet well yeah and just a tweet that was like a huge international enforcement on cryptocurrency coming today by the doj and it's like calling it a nothing burger would even be an insult it was literally completely irrelevant you know yeah i heard the i heard the name of it and i'm like uh what the hell is that i i had never heard of that exchange before right um i can't even remember what it was called but blitzkrieg um, or something i don't know yeah <laughs> blitz blitz boy Bil i don't know bit bits lotto there you go bits lotto yeah i never heard of it um, there were some rumors the other day, and I heard this kind of floating around that the reason one of the um, the reasons that this pump was happening was because I don't know if you remember last week or maybe it was a week and a half ago how all the FAA systems went down. They had to cancel a ton of flights um, mm. 
somebody had speculated that there possibly was a hack and the hackers asked for a ton of Bitcoin, which caused the price to go up like that. Now, I don't know. Um, it, it, it's interesting. Uh, and now we see this Russian exchange go down a week or so later. Was there something about that? Or, you know, it's hard to say. All pure speculation at this point, obviously. Uh, yeah. But I just thought it was quite weird how the they said that, you know, these, and they might have even said Russian hackers uh, are the ones that were responsible. But they didn't come out and say that. Obviously, they don't want to create fear um, knowing that somebody can take down the air control, you know, right powers at any given time. Yeah, some of the narrative stuff I just I, I tend not to buy because like if the market at large and if Twitter and everybody is talking about it, like I said, I think chances are it, it's already in there somewhere. You know what I mean? It's already somehow priced into the market. And it's we're looking at what are actually lagging instead of leading metrics, I guess, if you will. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I mean, nobody's Nostradamus. I mean, you can't say for sure whether and that's what I really hate. I know we've banged on this a lot, but like I really hate people that are out there. You know, I might as well just call them by name at this point because they're such a meme, but like a couple of huge Twitter uh, Bitcoin trader accounts that are just constantly beating the same drum. And it's more so for just like um, engagement farming and stuff like that, I'm sure. And just, you know, commenting on other people's tweets that don't even have anything to do with what they're talking about to try to get their word out and everything. It's just kind of like you you don't actually know what's going to happen. So please stop talking in certainties. That's what I can't stand. You know, it's oh, just, sure. Um, you have to keep an open mind. Like you've already lost if you're like guaranteeing something. And if, if it's all about like looking correct on Twitter at the end of the day, I mean, who gives a shit really? I mean, who cares? Like, is there a more worthless metric than looking right on Twitter? I, I just can't imagine that. But um, no. yeah, it's, it, it's, a, it's a show. Um, you know, it's all for clicks. It's clickbait, whatever. It means nothing. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, but um I don't know. I feel like uh, I, I, I do feel like the bottom's in. We're going to see. I, I do think over the next week or so, it's going to be interesting here to see where the price goes and where we stay in relation to 20K. Now, we do have at the end of the month, talking of Fed stuff and everything, we have the next FOMC meeting on January the 31st and February the 1st. Um, there's been speculation about whether they're going to do a rate hike of a quarter of a point. Nobody's really thought anything beyond a half of a point at this point because that's what they did the last time around. Um do you have any kind of vibe or feeling for that Ewok? Because it seems to me, I mean, they are seeing this CPI number come down. Um, none of us are or anything, but um, they're seeing the number come down. So, I mean, I, I think I could probably see 50 basis points again, but I think they're going to start tapering these things off pretty quickly. I think the next meeting is in mid-March. Yeah, it's like right. March 15th or so. <clears throat> um, and I, I know a lot of people agree with this, and I could see it as well, that that meeting in March could be the very last rate hike that we get. So what do you think about this? And what do you think short term we might see on February the 1st from the Fed? Well, I think 50 basis points as well. Now, don't forget, we're also approaching our debt ceiling, which was mentioned. I read somewhere um, that that could cause some major issues in June uh, if mm -hmm. Congress doesn't approve either some major cuts or raising the the debt ceiling again um, right so we can go further into debt with this country and our spending right. and our ridiculousness you know it's okay for them to just spend 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 but you know meanwhile for everybody else the price of, 
of eggs goes up, the price of, you know, so somebody had said, you know, when I was young, eggs and toilet paper were, uh, we had so much of it that we used to throw it at everybody else's houses. You know, it was one of those, it was one of those things that were in plentiful stock. And, you know, now we're seeing this crazy bird flu that's driving up the price of eggs. I, I don't know. I, I agree. Um, hopefully it's only 50 points. Um, and then, you know, if we get a quarter, 25 points in the next one and then we're done, maybe that will uh, trigger a, a pivot with everything in the next several months after that following. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's what we could see. And I, I mean, I think you and I are really in agreement as far as what this year of 2023 will look like for the most part. I think we both think it'll be like some crabbing. Um, you know, and and maybe boring, but I don't know. We had some really boring, like, 60-day periods, even in 2022, even with all the disasters that happened, um, that a little bit of volatility could be, you know, could actually be injected into the market because we've had so little of it this year. Um, or, excuse me, throughout this bear market, but um, or throughout the last few months, I should say. But, yeah, I do think this is going to be a, an accumulation year. That's kind of what we've been talking about. And referencing back the four-year cycles from years past, you know, you look at 2018, that was the bloodbath year. 2019 was the accumulation year. We kind of com are comparing 2023 with 2019. 2020 and 2021 were, of course, like bull year one and bull year two, basically. So um, that's kind of what we're looking at here and thinking that 24 and 25 might be, of course, the next kind of bull run. So that's kind of the mapping out of it anyway. But um, Ewok, short term, I mean, do you – do you see BTC continuing to struggle at that kind of like 21.5K region? I know 24 has been a point of resistance. I mean, do you think uh, – what do you think the chances are of it breaking the 21.5 in the near future? Do you think it just keeps hard rejecting off of that? Well, I think we bounced down a little bit. I think it'll make another rally up and, and get rejected hard, and that's when I see um, another downside – to the to the charts just my you know what i can kind of see happening how it plays out it's gonna it's gonna come down a little bit it'll rally back um and then once it bounces there i'm i'm hoping uh, that's when it kind of makes its its run down to the um at least 15k levels um mm. like i said i still i I don't know what it's going to be. You know, we we're going to have to have another event uh, of some sort. Um, I don't know if, if the the Genesis thing will trigger a sell off. Um, don't forget, we still have Mount Gox coins. We still have a lot of other coins out there that need to be sold. When they will get introduced into the market, nobody knows. But the Mount Gox thing, I mean, you might as well. That's turning into the Pulse Chain launch, kind of. I mean, it's well, now yeah, another yeah. <laughs> September <laughs> of this year. Like, I'm done. I'm totally done with Mount Gox. I don't give a shit when it happens. I'm not even paying attention to it anymore. But no, I mean, but it matters. I, it matters. Yeah, I mean, and, I don't care either, and I'm not waiting for it or anything um, by any means. But yeah. it, it does matter to to what happens with with the coins. I think mm -hmm. people are oh, going to yeah. take profits, and it's going to cause a, a pretty big trigger down. So, right. I, I guess what I mean is like, I am completely over trying to like guess when it's going to happen or game plan around it or anything, because, you know, we, <laughs> it was September of last year that it was going to happen. And now here we are, you know, four months after that. And now it's going to be September of this year, supposedly. So um, yeah, I heard yeah. I heard more 
more into May and June. Yeah, I know we saw some documentation on that before, and then I I don't know. I mean, I well, that was you, the, an early release was May or June, and then right. they said um, if you delayed it, you would get a little bit more back. So right, you know, we'll see. I think they wanted to stagger it so that some people would delay, some people would just say no, give me my freaking bitcoins back, and go from there. So yeah, it'll probably break it up a little bit so that it doesn't. Uh, happen all at once that would be kind of the yeah i could see that being the kind of fizzle out scenario of it all and again because these people thankfully apparently will eventually have some kind of optionality around how they get their coins you know whether it's like a you know do you get the the lottery winnings immediately or do you have an annuity you know it's like um yeah there's going to be different ways people are collecting these so yep it'll you know, may, maybe that'll brace the market a little bit by not just all hitting simultaneously or something like that. But. Right. And and no matter whether we have hit the bottom, which you think we have, or we haven't, like, I don't think we have. Either way, if you're not dollar costing and getting your toes wet, at least at some of these levels, um, I, I think you're doing yourself a, a big disservice because, you know, if it does happen to run away and, and you're right and I'm not, then you lost a, a major opportunity at some of those fifteen, sixteen, seventeen thousand dollar levels that if it did bottom, you know, you're not going to see again. Now, again, I think you're going to get those opportunities. But I guess my point is if you haven't at least dipped your toes in the water um, mm -hmm. and got some entry points, um, I, I think you're you're not doing it the right way. But <laughs> not yeah, financial I, advice. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you 100 percent there. And that's exactly why I've invested that way and and yeah it's because it's coming to the point where like and you know now i mean we're at 20k back when we were at 15k um which i was buying pretty heavily then you know the downside risk just doesn't outweigh the upside reward potentially it's just you know and that's a personal decision for everybody that's something that we have to remember you know if you sure. want to be um the accounts i'm talking about on twitter that is like i'm not getting into the market period until 10k or something like that um then okay and that's what they're saying anyway but right. you know it, i would rather have exposure even if it means like a 30% downside risk who cares at this point i mean like yeah. how many people's portfolios if you are a hodler anyway are still down you know if you're down 40%, you're, you're probably doing well comparatively. I mean, like most people are still down pretty significantly probably right now. Yeah. If you're in hex, especially, you know, we're still down, right. you know, 95% from the all time high, we are earning, you know, yield, which makes up for that. So that is a, a nice feature of, of hex where it kind of cushions that a little bit, but you know, even at these levels, uh, and I wasn't just talking about Bitcoin either. I, I you know, at these prices of hex, we're seeing what 80 million coins dumped the market here and it, it it went down a little bit and bounced right back up so that yeah. didn't really have a whole lot of effect on it and you know soon these whales will get flushed out uh, they'll be gone so you know they can't at least hurt the price the next time which is nice yeah, still in the process in, in a lot of different crypto markets with flushing out either the fakes or people that don't actually want to be here. So that is a good yeah. thing for sure. Um, 
I don't know how much they're really, I did note even more here about the Genesis filing for bankruptcy. I mean, is there any, any other details specifically with it that you want to get to? I mean, I, I don't really know what else to explore it from other than like we've been saying, it is good to have another um, centralized entity flushed out that, yep. you know, isn't really crypto. So um, it's good. Uh, it's definitely yep. good. And I tell you what, what's going to be interesting here, Ewok, and like you've been talking about, will it or won't it be a catalyst for like a final leg down? Um, I think it's also interesting, of course, because I'm the the bull here apparently now, totally now. Um, it'll be interesting to see if if there isn't much of a dip and then a you know shoot up just continues. I mean, like it, the, the day which today kind of was it, but like the day that Genesis officially files for bankruptcy. I mean, it would be interesting if there's just like a modest dip down. And then it rallies back up again. I mean, I think that would be like a marker that like, yeah, people just don't really care about this stuff anymore. And you're not going to get something reaction wise like we did with FTX. Um, well, they we, we don't know. Again, we don't know what funds. I, I don't know anyway what funds they have that need to be liquidated. Um, could this potentially because it's the same group that owns um, Grayscale, could it? lead to distrust in grayscale could that could that sell happen um would they happen to need to liquidate some of that you know that's still an option too it's still quite the possibility where they do have to liquidate some of that to pay for what's happening here um, now i don't know the specifics of you know when you file bankruptcy um, you just kind of throw your hands up in the air and whatever is left there is what's left to kind of divide up um I think there's different levels of bankruptcy. There's the what chapter 11 and then there's chapter seven. There's probably mm -hmm. more than just that, but um, do, I, I don't know the details of which they filed. Do you know specifically? Uh, I think I saw it earlier today. I know I forget. Um, yeah. I don't think it's official yet. They were like gathering their information to see yeah. what their best option would be, but okay. yeah. So it hasn't had its full effect yet on, on no. the market. We don't know, you know, what the, what the downside of it will actually be. So we'll have to wait, right. we'll have to wait and see. Lots we of shall waiting, see. lots of wait and see. <laughs> exactly. But it was at least a step in the right direction of flushing again, yet another bad actor yep. out of the market. So, yep. um, which brings me to, and, and this is going to be a discussion. I think we have the majority of this year, but and we talked about this earlier today. You and I, obviously, and probably anybody watching this, are huge proponents of DeFi, aka what crypto actually is. And I really think that that is going to be the rallying cry of this next bull run. I mean, like, I think everything we saw in 2022, the, the massive capitulation and the huge bear market, uh, the, the big theme was obviously all of these entities, countless, that, you know, we just talked about Genesis, that are flush out of the market that are centralized finance. I yeah. think it's just going to lend even more, you know, attention to like, you, you've got to be in DeFi. People are finally going to understand that you have to control your own keys, what that means, what that responsibility is and how to do so. So I, I think DeFi is going to just absolutely blow up um, this next bull run. You and I both have talked about ETH overtaking Bitcoin. I definitely think it happens someday. And oh my God, I will drink the tears of uh, <laughs> uh, Bitcoin maxis that day. Uh but Drink the tears of the haters well yeah, yeah. and un unless you see i don't know we, we were talking about this thing in new jersey that supposedly happened oh, yeah. in 2022 uh where they're really cracking down on DeFi and metamask and things like that where you know you you can't even control your own wallet so 
we'll have to see who's making the the rules about what they really want to happen and what they don't because um i I think the bigger players in in the overall grand scheme of things um hopefully they don't screw it up for DeFi. that's just my hopes and you know otherwise yes it will be strong and i think we need to you know we're in the right position we're in the right things which are you know decentralized you know no admin keys no Mm -hmm. no no back doors auditable you know audits have happened on this code um locked and immutable so yeah right I, I think we're in the right place i think people will see that this next bull run and hopefully it really takes off and you know we see some tremendous multiples of returns on what we've got going on i guess my question would be that i think i said this to you earlier today like that still would mean new market participants, which traditionally, because they're new, you know, you you don't know what you don't know. And typically people just kind of FOMO into crypto, of course. But how do we, uh, when does this dewiring take place where people don't just buy something and say, oh, cool. I can, well, now with my Bitcoin and Ethereum, I can earn yield on Celsius. You know, when do we get to a point where those newer participants or a little bit more educated when they enter the market. I mean, when does DeFi become more mainstream enough, stream enough where people, it, the, I guess like what I'm looking at is there has to be some kind of, there has to be more innovations because like, you know, older folks or people that just aren't in crypto yet are not going to totally understand how to get a certain kind of wallet. They're not going to know how to use Uniswap or anything like that. And I think this leaves so many different opportunities for innovation because they want to have something that looks like their bank, um, you know, or looks like some kind of classical, uh, you know, lending platform or something like that that they're associated with. And I'm just wondering how it is that they can get onboarded the, the right way or like, you know, what makes it easy for those people? I mean, you and I, and again, people watching this are okay to sign up for doing things the hard way as they are now, but not a lot of people are in the world, you know? Well, I think, you know, there becomes a a marketing opportunity. You know, the problem is um, a lot of the decentralized things are not controlled by anybody. There isn't a marketing budget. Um, You know, like you take, the hex, the hexagons, for example, um, you have the community sending postcards out to to just yeah yeah multiple multiple you know hundreds of thousands of people they're doing it on their own so you know it, it's going to be efforts of communities like that to get the word out hopefully um, people can get onboarded into the right things but again it goes back to marketing and you know who has those budgets the coinbases the finances the you know those are the guys that that have the budgets to still feed you to that meat grinder uh Mm -hmm. which is trading um and keeping your stuff on a centralized platform so until things even out um you know hopefully the people that that got wrecked learned their lesson and hopefully they come back uh you know that's always a, a chance that we take where how much of their life savings did they actually lose? And will they be back into the markets on the next cycle? Um, that's all yet to be seen, but we'll see how that goes. That's the interesting thing. Like you just said, will they come back? Because some of those people, you know, if that's your loan experience with crypto. And they won't. It, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's so, and it is, you know, I'm a fan of taking ownership. It is partially their fault. I mean, you have to educate yourself, but 
Um, yeah, you're right. And that's what's really a shame. And it makes you just hate on these people that did all this crap in 2022. It's just like, you know, not only are you a criminal anyway, but you're also for the less learned crypto investor making them think or contributing to them thinking that like, this is what crypto is about. Sure. You know, yeah, it's a bad that, book. It's a bad yeah. book for all of us when, when the people that are getting harmed um, are, you know, and Andrew even said it, it's harder, it's hard for older people to figure out, you know, a lot yeah. of those people are the ones with money um, and they don't want to go through the hassles of writing down seed words and things. Uh, yeah. Some of them do, uh, obviously when they see an opportunity um, and it's explained in, in detail to them, you know, they're willing to be helped. Um, but it's a lot harder of a process. It's more of a one-on-one -on -one process where, you know, you can't just send out a blast and say, you know, join here and and get going kind of thing. It's not it's not quite that easy. Right. Well, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I there's many reasons you could see DeFi really just blowing up in the next bull run. But yeah, it has to be obviously done the right way. So we're not quite there yet, but it's going to be interesting to watch. Let's turn our attention over to Hex. So we did see this massive dump all by those one or two wallets controlled by one person um, right before we came on stream today. Hex price plummeted anywhere between like 20, 25%. Pretty much got right down to two cents flat when it was at about 2.6 cents earlier today. So it was a huge, huge fall. It was funny because I had a note here and I wanted to talk with you, Ewok, about whether we thought the Hex bottom was now in since we've seen a rally out of that sub two cent area that we saw over the holidays. And we've now been in the you know mid two cent range basically. It still is down, especially now, about 95% from all-time highs, which is still more down than a lot of, you know, what people would call like stalwart altcoins right now, um, ones that you've heard of anyway. Um, so I, I want to ask you, now this event today, right before we went on air, is really intriguing to this question. Um it's, it may have for a little bit. You never know with the liquidity and stuff on Uniswap. I didn't see Hex below two cents here. It very well could have dipped below. Um, but we're at about 2.2 cents back up above right now. It looks like it snapped back up pretty quickly. Yeah, But yeah, so um, what's your thinking here? Because I, I think the reason I pose this question is because I've been starting to think that the bottom is in for Hex at that about 1.7 cent range. Um yeah. You know, and if we see this big of a seller right now, all coming from one person, and we just saw how far that tanked the price, and now it's snapping back up. Um, there seems to be, whether true or not, some bullish sentiment around uh, V3 or V1 or whatever you want to call it, testnet of uh, Pulse Chain coming out soon. Um, yeah, I tend to think the bottom is in for Hex, but what are your thoughts on it as well as this? Uh, capitulation scenario with that wallet we're talking about here uh, i agree um unless there's a major major dip where it brings the price of everything down which is possible um i still don't see it going much below where we already were i think we were at 1.68 or something like that was the lowest um right about here it looks like 169 ish um <clears throat> And yeah, that 80 million hex that sold from that one DO1 wallet um, got eaten up rather quickly, um, you right. know, all within a very, very short period of time. So um, I, I think the 
I think the bottom is in again, unless there's going to be another, you know, huge event that brings the other things down with it. Um, especially with as quickly as that got bought up. I yeah. think also um, that people are, you know, it, it's kind of your responsibility though, to get in position and be ready for when pulse chain launches. No one knows when it's going to happen. Right. Um, but we do know that you're going to get a, a duplicate, a copy on that chain. Um, so I think people are starting to understand the ones that are being patient and and aren't, you know, don't have their panties in a bunch because we're not getting a release. Um, I, I think they're starting to prepare themselves, uh, get their coins ready and 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 do the right things and be patient and take advantage of these prices. Um why this person got out, who knows? Uh, you know, we don't know their their financial situation. We don't know if they got tired of waiting. We don't know what it is, but anyway, they're gone. And it's mm -hmm. better to get rid of them now and have that price eaten up um, than when it's 50, 75 cents. Um, and they just, you know, 80 million of those is 40 million, 50 million dollars in, in cash. So that's a hard number to replace by a bunch of small ones. Uh, when it's this small, though, when the price is this low, it's much easier to buy that that dip up pretty quickly. So right. it doesn't take a whole lot of <clears throat> economic energy um, to, to eat that wick up. So, yes, I think I think we have seen a bottom or close to it. We could dip back down right around there. I really see one and a half cents as our pretty much absolute target bottom. Yeah. Um, you know, and we got pretty damn close on that on that last dip to to one point six nine cents. So, you know, it's not far from there. If we do hit it again, I really think that people will be backing their trucks up. Um, yeah. So, that's I, just I my thoughts. So. I I think people are getting ready, um, and and being the patient ones are preparing the way they should be. I think you're exactly right. Yeah. Um, one and a half cents was already like a pretty big sticking point of um, support that people were talking about. 1.69. I mean, virtually might as well give yourself credit for having already hit it once. And I would think that if, like you said, I mean, it, it, when we did hit it, it was probably during a very low volume time also mm -hmm. um, because it was right around Christmas because I remember buying tons of it at that time. So um yeah, if we would hit it again in the next couple of weeks or maybe early February or something like that, I just can't imagine it lasting very long at all. Um, yeah, yeah, December 29th was the that day, anyway, on, on yeah. this chart. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm totally with you there. I, I don't think you can really go lower than that. And again, I think, you know, a, a couple of catalysts up from that was, it's funny because I want to say the Hex Conference was a catalyst up from there. There was mad pump, like mad pump of hex going into that, that frankly, we're still kind of breathing the fumes off of because I think we'd be below two cents again, probably, um, if that hype wasn't there then. I mean, we, it was up like 30% over a couple of days um, yeah. with people, you know, not only thinking like, hey, it's just positive that there is this kind of organic conference around a DeFi protocol like this, but also thinking, of course, that Richard Hart was going to announce V3 <laughs> or maybe like something even more juicy when it comes to Pulse Chain. Neither of those really happened. I mean, there was, I guess, I guess you could say a little bit of an update on V3 and then there was more of a concrete update on it on Twitter in the days following. 
Um, yeah. so we and that me. was bullish. That was bullish in itself, right? Um, yeah. Just seeing Richard live stream. People need that. Um, unfortunately, they need that little bit of comfort and pat on the back. And <laughs> yep, he's still alive. It's okay. They're still working on it. And you know, unfortunately, that's sometimes what it takes too. Is just him making an appearance. Well, that's going to lead us into an interesting uh, conversation here because it sounds like what you're saying is uh, um, providing some kind of expectations, which some people believe in and some people don't at all. And they seem to be fighting with each other a lot right now. Mm -hmm. Now, um, Richard doesn't necessarily give specific expectations. And luckily, um, he really hasn't been giving any kind of timelines with Pulse or anything like he did Hex years ago um, because he, I think, learned his lesson from it and realized that you know, you, you tell somebody something that it, it's not going to be good. You know, it, it's traditionally going to be worse than not saying anything at all, I think, in terms of a time frame. Yeah, um, but Hex was four more weeks for yeah. six months. So mm -hmm. there weren't really many uh, of those updates then either. Um, mm -hmm. It was literally four more weeks, four more weeks. And that became the joke of four more weeks. And that's why you hear people say it. All right. the time, and I think people may take it literally when they're actually just joking about what happened with Hex and how we got the four more weeks update all the right. time. Yeah, the meme. Yeah, and, and yeah, I guess what I mean is like with Richard, it's just kind of like you just said, just like he's alive, he's out there, like people just seeing um, that things are being done or just some kind of inkling mm -hmm. of what's happening. Not that they need. Some people do because they're crybabies, but not that they need like a specific yeah. time frame or, you know, exactly what's happening or anything like that. Um, but they just want to have a, some kind of idea uh, of the developments going on, um, which leads us right into this. So this was uh, what the thumbnail of the show tonight was based on. And um, yeah, it's probably the juiciest topic. So. You know, we've talked about Zen and Jack Levin, the creator of Zen, obviously, on this stream a uh, number of times. So, you know, if you are a uh, diehard hexagon, feel free to go ahead and exit the stream right now. Um, if you don't want to hear this, I mean, um, but what we're really going to talk about is I I'm really interested in like covering all the angles of this uh, because so the, what this is really coming from is um, it's a bit crypto, correct? Uh, yes. The long time. Um, Hexacan, of course, has uh, been involved with like the tours around the country and stuff like yep. that. Um, and he, who has been one of the most diehard Hex Maxis for years, I'm going to let you talk way on this Ewok than me because you know more. Um, but he has been one of the Hex Maxis that is one of the most dependable Hex Maxis for years now. And with his announcement that he was interviewing Zen's Jack Levin the other day, it just took place yesterday. Um, I mean, I DM'd you in my, uh, sick stupor because I was down with the flu, but, um, I, I DM'd you and I was like, Hey, why is this guy Abit getting like exceptionally more hate about this? Because obviously I know if like hardcore hexagons, if they even utter the phrase Zen, um, get attacked sometimes yep. and Abit was really getting attacked, like more so than I had seen. And I was curious, so I DM'd you and was just kind of asking, like, why is he getting even more hate? And you kind of explained it to me. So give us some background on who he is and everything, what he's kind of meant to Hex, and why you think he's gotten this backlash for talking to Jack. Well, it, so Abit comes from the Crypto Sparbook guys. Um, originally, he 
had a testimony where he literally lived in a maybe 50 square foot room in a basement. He saved his money. Um, he bought Hex and it turned his life around. Um, he was able to, you know, create the, the crypto spar book uh, with Hex Lion um, and who Patrick um, and, and those guys went on then to do the 5555 tour uh, around the country um, in the, you know, in the Audis, in the wrapped Audis with right. uh with all the guys, you know, so it was, um, so it was a bit, um, Patrick Mars, um, Kalen, um, black hexagon. So all of those guys went all over the country having seminars and, and talking to people and giving out hex. So he has been diehard. And I think that's why, um, he got the flack that he did because he has been nothing but a hex maxi, um, right you know, from the start because of his testimony. So, you know, he also, um, him and, and jo- I don't know if you know, Jory, uh, Jory is his girlfriend. Um, mm-hmm. so she, um, you know, they've been traveling and doing all these amazing things because of hex. So that's, you know, that's the reason that's the, his background and the reason for the, you know, whatever, he got, you know, in return for, for having this interview um, to begin with. So I guess just, um, this is always an interesting conversation with you and me, cause you've been in hex since the beginning and obviously for good reason, have, um, a huge allegiance to it and everything. And, and I mean, I like hex, I hold hex. It's one of my largest holdings actually, I would say. Um, but I, I just, I never understand the hate on people that are entertaining or talking about Zen in any way. Um, you know, and I know he had, he actually got to interview Jack and maybe it was because it was out of the blue. Like from my recollection, I don't think I saw a bit really like tweeting about Zen or anything. And then he was just interviewing Jack. So I don't yeah, know. He just asked people. him a bunch of questions and you know, it was a, a few days before that where, you know, for those who listen to Richard, um, he basically called it, you know, the, the, the chart that just goes down and to the right, um, mm-hmm. proof of bot. He calls it a lot of things and, um, we'll see how that plays out, you know, in eight years, you know, it's obviously the chart is not a fan of, of price appreciation right now. Um, but there are back to what kind of something you said, um, expectations, <laughs> Speaking of expectations, it seems there's a lot of things coming up uh, for that, uh, for mm-hmm. Zen and 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 what they're working on. So I have, you know, I hope that Jack is smart about it um, and doesn't create too many expectations, you know, of profit from the work of others. Well, you know that that's the kind of the one I don't want to call it a misnomer, but I, I think it's too kind of a simple Jack kind of a thing to just like post the Zen chart and say like, you know, so there in my Twitter comment, because it's like, I mean, people are minting it, you know, the way it is set up was literally to be minted, you know, obviously, yeah, the chart looks like dog shit. You know what I mean? Like it isn't good. People have not been buying it. I think that is going to turn around here soon because of the way that he has things set up. Gas is obviously getting a little bit more expensive. 
Um, there's all these kind of things being built on top of it already, um, which you just kind of acknowledge. I want to get to in a second, but um, I don't think it's as simple as just showing the chart. And I guess like to finish off like the, the, the hex people. Um, but hang on. To, isn't that why we're kind of yeah. here? I mean, aren't what? we here for, for price appreciation? Well, yeah, I'm not saying the story's over with it or anything. I'm well, just saying that. No, I'm saying so it doesn't, you know, it doesn't give a, a great start. Um, and I, I, I'm just, we'll see how it works out with have it, having to have that eight year time frame. Um, you know, I just think it's a very, you know, we talk about people not being patient for pulse chain. Um, I, I think that people are going to have to be extremely patient for Zen. So we'll see how it plays out. Yeah. Well, you know, and the other thing is, I mean, like if, if all you've done is mint it so far and focus more on max terms, I mean, you're still wildly up on your investment, you know, now sure. yeah, if you're minting, you don't actually have those tokens yet. So fair point there, but, um, well, $32 yeah. million dollars have been, well, I, I don't know. That's what it was not that long ago. $32 million have been spent on minting. Um, it is kind of frustrating, though, to see the gas prices and then to look at Etherscan and see what's causing it. And it is Zen. Um, right, they have man, like four yeah. or five different things that are jacking the, the, the rates of, of the gas prices up. So, you know, for me, when I need to do something, it is kind of frustrating. Um, but I'll tell Richard to get Paul's chain out. And, uh, yeah, it is what it is. Well, <laughs> we're still going to have the Ethereum chain no matter what. So, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, how, I, how it plays out. You did make a good point about like Jack. You're right. He, it's insane how much he has going on with Zen yeah. already. Now, uh, yeah, most of it hasn't quite come out yet, but some of it has. Like the Zen FTs were something he talked about. They came out rather quickly. Um, then he's uh, okay. Now there's going to be a reflection token that's funny enough called Nex, which is just Zen, you know, backwards, but um, rhymes with another token I think I've heard of. But uh, <laughs> so, so that's coming out soon. Somebody else that isn't even associated with Jack created something on top of Zen called Phoenix or Phoenix or something like that. Um, and then uh, there's other things I'm missing too that he's doing. I'm, I'm oh no, the, there's going to be a Zen Layer One because people have been requesting it. Apparently, yeah. that's what he said on that stream, yep. David. Um, I did hear that. Yeah. So yeah, it's just so much stuff. And and one thing I'll say is like, I guess like word of advice, if anything, to like some of the hexakins that are just tearing it down at every turn. Because I don't know if you saw, but like I was watching that Abit stream and just tons of people were in there just you know, flaming Zen and everything. And people were flaming Abit on Twitter and stuff like that. And it's just like, there's literally people like on Twitter saying stuff like, remember what RH said, you know, um, if there's something you don't like or whatever, just ignore it and it goes away. Like ghost. It. Well, you're not ignoring it. You're sitting there like on a thread incessantly talking about it and bitching like a baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which, frankly, is exactly why I want to be involved in Zen. There's all this controversy around it. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it terrible? Well, it's garnering enough attention and frustrating enough people that, damn right, I'm going to be involved in it. If there's anything in crypto that people early on are calling like a scam or, oh, you know, no, don't put your money in that. That's exactly what I do want to be involved in. Not like a centralized entity, but look at right. X at the beginning. Every, oh, it's a scam. Like, yeah, it, AKA you don't know what you're talking about. Um, so 
I get some of the stuff with Zen. I mean, I, I understand some of the critiques. I mean, and there should be critiques, absolutely. Um, and whether you, anybody thinks it's a good or bad product or feels threatened by it or whatever, um, you know, you don't even have to put that much money in if you want to mint it. I, I totally understand if you don't want to, that's fine. But I'm I'm a me maxi and a money maxi, you know, not a anything else maxi. So right. um, I'm way, way more invested in Hex than I am Zen. Um, I'm intrigued in both. But I just think that some of those Hexicans, I want to call one out by name so bad on Twitter right now. Um, no, nah, I'm not going to. No, it's just not my game. Come on. I'm not going to do it. No, nah, he he will know who he is. But um, just the way he's in that ABIT. Th- oh, here you go. He Jack said that he blocked him on that ABIT stream. Uh, I know who it is. Um, and I totally see why. Because it's just like the dude, like just dude, like get over it. You know what I mean? It's just like, if you're going to just constantly comment the same thing and it's like, it's one thing to say like, oh yeah, I'm going to be the bigger person and ignore it and it goes away. You're not ignoring it and it's not going away. Matter of fact, it's just going to grow even more. Like, man, I don't know. People just, you really see in times like this, like some people just have a lot of um, lack of self-control and obviously not a lot of conviction in what they're invested in because I'm very comfortable with Hex. I'm very comfortable with my allocation to Hex. And I don't feel like it's anything's threatening it. So right. um, I don't know. Well, that people that, so. people are bored, man. This bear yeah. market does crazy things to people's emotions, sure. um, and they're bored. They, they want, you know, it kind of goes with the, um, the the boredom of all right. Who am I going to attack today? Who can I, you know, make fun of for doing this or that? Um, I'm not doing well right now, so nobody else should either. Kind right. of thing. Um, there's that, there's a lot of jealousy. There's, um, there's just a, a ton of emotions for people. Um, and yeah, they're, they're exactly, they're caught up in their feels. Yep. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to, um, you know, I, I don't have really any doubts about what Richard Hart's doing or hex or anything like that. I mean, like we're, we're going to find out about Paul's chain when we do. Um, and I've been, you know, talking about that too, as far as like, every single day sitting on your hands wondering when Paul's chain is going to be out. I mean, it's nice to look for updates and stuff like that. And I, I definitely want it to be out and it's necessary, but I'm mostly interested in hex. And if you all are so interested in hex, that are upset about Zen right now. Well, Hey, you just got a golden opportunity to buy it at two freaking cents. So I hope you were next to your computer doing that instead of bitching on a Zen thread or something. So, um, yeah, I just think people agree kind of take ownership of their emotions but you know and and i value like where you come from with it ewok because you've been in hex from day one you've seen other things which i don't think zen is this but you've seen other pretty clear garbage tokens come out that yes. were I, i've seen copycats. a lot of things that were copycats um I've, I've seen a lot of things that were adopted by hexagons uh mm-hmm. pushed on them and then it failed um, right. So I, I do get that mentality of, of let's kind of protect our own, um, mm-hmm. but your your protection only goes so far, right? Um, people are going to do yeah. what they want to do, um, you know, make your peace with it, say what you think, and then move on. Um, I, I don't see the incessant badgering of people or projects that do anybody any good. I just don't, I, I don't like it. Um, if you don't like it, turn the channel. I, I've said right. said that a lot of times, and and you know they are people are just giving it more and more attention. 
it's becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy because yeah. they can't turn it off themselves, whether it's the car crash effect or a, um, whatever you want to call it. If they can't turn it off, um, to me, as like a neutral investor, that that makes me want to be invested in it, to be honest with you. But um, yeah, it's just one of those things. But overall, I mean, um, I did find the stream pretty good between Jack and Abit. And, and I thought Abit did a pretty good job of like... Um, yeah, asked you a know, lot of like, questions, uh, a lot of good mm -hmm. questions. Yeah, yeah, and I think Sorry, he, yeah, and he, no, he challenged Jack, I think, and um, you know, still prefers Hex, obviously, which I totally understand. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it is what it is. I don't think we're going to see an end to this drama. And I will say this to to Richard's credit, um, even though he has like, uh, like you said pretty clearly been referring to Zen a few times with things he said. He has rarely like called it by names or like mm. engaged Jack directly or anything. He's actually behaving the way that he said about it. Unlike, you know, a lot of hexagons, they've kind of just, um, well, got their he follows, <laughs> he follows it on his own advice. Um, right. what do yeah. they call it? The, um, something diode. I forget what, what they were calling it, but, um, it works if you don't mention it and people that give it all the attention, it, it kind of backfires on you. So yeah, if, yeah. if you're trying not to give it attention by bashing it, well, you're doing just the opposite thing. You know, we see it with the Bitcoin guys, you know, we say there's no such thing as bad, you know, bad press, you know, even the negative stuff still gets eyes on it and it, it is what it is. Yeah. Yep. Agree hundred percent. It's, it's an interesting conversation. I don't think it's one that we're going to be done having. Uh, I think we probably could have gone another 15 minutes on it, frankly, but we're getting up towards nine o'clock and I do um, want to get a little bit into crypto taxes with you here. It's the funnest topic of all. I know you've all been waiting for this. Um, we've, we've put it off now for a couple of weeks. Now, nothing, obviously we're going to say here is tax advice or financial advice, but we're going to share some of our just you know, little best practices and what we kind of do in terms of preparing taxes for crypto. Um, not that the IRS has any idea really what they're doing with it either, but uh, especially once they actually get your tax forms for crypto, they're going to be totally clueless. But um, it is a good idea to, you know, obviously pay your taxes, uh, know what your taxes are when it comes to crypto. And Ewok, I'll let you take the reins a little bit here. So what is your favorite platform for filing your crypto taxes? Do you do it all yourself in an Excel sheet? Uh, what is it that you do and how do you typically like to go about it? I take notes on a notebook and I just send it that way. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Just on an analog. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I myself and uh, many other of the Hexkins uh, use the service called Coinly. I have a, a link here we'll share. Um, it, it's, it is a referral link. Use it if you want, use it if you, you don't want, but, um, so Coinly is set up to where you basically just enter your, um, Ethereum address for your wallets. Um, and you can hit a button and it updates, it reads the chain, it tells you what it is, and then you can go through your transactions, um, sort them out, you know. I recommend if you have a lot of transactions to at least go in there once a month while they're still fresh in your mind of what you did um, so that when tax time rolls around, you're not doing all these transactions, trying to remember, oh, crap, what did I do on this day? Uh, was this really a swap or was it something else? 
Um, did I end my stake this day and then restake it? Um, there is a feature um, for staking that is in yeah. Coinly, um, and it is a sent to pool and received from pool transaction. Um, if especially if you're um, ending your stake um, and then just restaking it, you really it, it, there's a very gray area here with this. Um, some people would say that is a taxable event. Some others say, well, I didn't do anything with it. I didn't make any money. I just restaked it. Um, so that's not a taxable event. Um, uh, again, we aren't tax professionals. You should talk to your own. Um, but there is a function in there uh, that you do have to reclassify your um, end stakes and start stakes as either sent to pool or received from pool. Um, it makes your life a lot easier. And like I said, um, you know, when you do that stuff, don't forget to um, don't forget to end your hedron. Um, you know, claim your hedron, I should say. Um, and then those are also considered airdrops. So you click that an airdrop or whatever. Um, and then if you're going to stake your hedron or your icosa, um, you can also do airdrop and then send to pool or receive from pool. So. There's a lot of good things that help you organize it in there. Um, as far as hex goes, it's one of the best that I've found anyway um, that will handle those type of transactions uh, the easiest. So I, I looked through quite a few of them to see what options they had. Um, and, and Coinly was the best in my opinion. So I, yeah, know I, you, I know you use it as well and you've tried it. So, you know, what, what are your thoughts on it? I totally agree with you. And yeah, this is definitely going to come off like we're being paid by Coinly, but we are not. It's just that, you know, with there's so many difficulties with filing crypto taxes that you do need to have a platform that understands crypto. And that's the cool thing with Coinly, which is spelled with K. Um, I, everything I say, I feel like I'm, I'm being paid by them. But uh, yeah, it... Should I flash there, the banner now? <laughs> there's no way... Um, on like a TurboTax or a Tax Act or God forbid, if you actually go to like Jackson Hewitt or something and like just literally walk down to a no. to a tax filing place. But there, there's just no way anybody's going to be able to do that. You need to have a platform that actually gets crypto. And, and it is awesome. Like you literally can just import, you know, I minted a lot of Zen wallets. Okay. And I <laughs> imported every it was a pain in the ass but i imported every single one in there to account for the fees like the yeah. the e fees so yeah it, it took me a while but i mean like not any longer than doing you know traditional taxes just because of the the ease of use on there so yeah you just import your wallet it will literally track every single transaction that you've ever gone through there now you do have to remember that the output's only as good as the input so you may have i'll just give you an example you probably haven't come across this ewok because i don't think you have to do this very often but I came across a couple of issues where if I bridged something onto a new chain, um, which Phantom is something I did that with, there was a couple transactions it did miss with that or like it didn't account for some Phantom um, okay. bec because it didn't realize that it went from like the ETH chain to the Phantom chain or something like that. So I had to go in and kind of manly mess with a couple of things. So remember that, like, don't just completely leave it up to automation and just say, OK, I'm done and, and import away. I would. Yeah definitely check over you know oh, just yeah. like you would anything else well um, and I'll, I'll i'm sorry ahead, i'll give you an example of something that happened to me as well um not long ago um i did 
take a little bit of profits. And when I went to cash out, the first place I went was Coinbase because it goes right into my bank account. Um, it, it failed. The transaction failed. Um, I tried it again. It's failed again. So then I just mm-hmm. sent it off to crypto.com and you know loaded the card and I just put it on there instead. When I went to Coinly, um, it saw that cash out. It, it 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 said you know this was your this was your buy in amount this was your sell amount this is what you owe um your, were your gains and it did it twice it calculated that amount twice even though it never actually went through it mm. saw it as a withdrawal um so I had to kind of soft delete that transaction now it's still there um and then I you know obviously put notes in it beside it and said this was a failed transaction um, so that if anybody were looking at it, they would realize that I'm, I'm telling the truth. And, but yeah, I thought that was interesting how it, it actually calculated my gains twice. Um, yeah. Before I had sent them out somewhere else. So, sorry, yeah. I cut you off on your, on I don't your, know what I was, I, I think I really had much else, but it, it, it is. Yeah. I really like the technology of it. It imports everything automatically. And um, maybe the most challenging thing is for anybody who with any exchanges that you're dealing with, if you've never used an API, um, that is a very handy tool to have as well. Um, you know, now some of these exchanges, whether, you know, Coinbase, Kraken, I'm not even going to say Gemini anymore, but like just some of these exchanges, you know, you will either have, you can either just download straight like a tax document. Like some of them will just have something like that mm-hmm. to straight download. But I think for security purposes and for frankly, the, the best reporting, um, find out in the settings or in your account, how to create an API key and it can run data for you from like X date to this date. So yeah. just go back to like, the beginning of time, which you do want to do, you got to remember that because you want to make sure you know what are long-term capital gains versus short-term capital gains. Yes. So go back to the beginning of time that you registered on that exchange. It'll track all of your buys, sells, everything from then up until the last um, calendar year. So everything right. up through 2022. So you want to make sure you do that. Like if you've been registered since like 2017 somewhere, get all of that data. It's only going to help you if you do that. So, well, yeah, because your purchases will be, uh, they won't be recorded. If you only get this year's Mm -hmm. data, it won't record your purchase data. So even if you bought, say you bought Bitcoin in 2017 at the near the top um, for 17, and then you just sell this year um, at 40. um, Mm -hmm. If you don't include that buy data, it's going to think you bought it at, at zero. It, you're not going to have buy data. Yeah. So <laughs> you're going to pay gains on all of that rather than just, you know, from the 17 to the 40. So keep that in mind. And, and you know, it is important to, to save yourself. <laughs> yeah. And then what it will do, basically, we haven't, I noticed we haven't mentioned the price, but I, I this year, um, for the average person with the average amount of transactions in crypto, I'd say you're probably going to have to do the, what th- I think it's the thousand transaction tier, which I think last I looked was about a two hundred and eighty dollar cost for the service. So mm, I don't think it was quite that much. Uh, I will check. Uh, maybe right you got now, a, maybe you got a discount I didn't or something. I'm gonna have to complain to the uh, you yeah. Know, well, you're reading ads. Com- complain to our sponsors. Yeah, exactly. Um, just um, joking, kids. But uh, so go ahead. the the so the trader. Um, platform or the trader plan 
is up to 3,000 transactions and it's $179. So if you do oh. more than 3,000, uh, then you deserve to pay the the pro price, which is 10,000 plus transactions is pretty much unlimited for 279. Um, if you're just doing a basic, um, uh, basic hodler, a thousand transactions is ninety nine dollars, um, and then you know, like I said, ninety nine dollars for the hodler. Anything under a thousand transactions. So, for the average person, that should suffice, I think. Um, right. Unless yeah. you're, unless you're, you know, way deep in a lot of different coins and you're trading and you're staking and unstaking and just doing a lot of things. It, it takes a while to, to add up to that. You know, that's over, you know, 250, 300 transactions a month in, in some cases to get to even that. So it should right. be good. Either way, it is definitely worth it in my opinion. Yeah. It's, um, you know, <clears> just to make, yeah, you were right. I paid, Looks like I paid one seventy nine. Yeah. So yeah, and, and um, then when you do that, it will print out. So no matter how you do file, um, if you do TurboTax, it will give you the TurboTax document where you can just kind of drag and drop it right into TurboTax. Yeah. Um, if you want the the full report where you're going to send it in, uh, you can do that. Or if you have an accountant, it will print out that full. Um, I forget what it is. Eight. Um, one of those remember. forms. One of the forms, yeah, yeah it, it, you know, it'll give you the um, schedule eighty nine forty nine and schedule D. Those those reports, you know, it gives you a capital gains report, income report, um, tax act, turbo tax, um, all kind of stuff. End of year holdings report, buy sell history, trade report, transactions. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's included in that price. It's not just um, it's not just printing out a document and you're not really getting anything and you always have it too. Yeah. Yeah. It's really comprehensive. It'll keep, um, you know, some of the stuff, the data that you need in there for the following year, you know, it's basically just like any other, uh, tax service, but for mm -hmm. crypto and you can just yep. hop on every, yeah, I, I have found it to be really, really valuable, definitely necessary for me. So yeah, just download the Excel file at the end of it. That's what you're technically paying for. And then, uh, you know, you actually can go in and like connect all your wallets and everything like that and, and take care of everything, I think, for free. It's just whenever it's going to give you your actual report at the end. Of yes. The day. So, yep. um, yeah. Yep. So, if yeah, you, I, I'm if, a big fan. If, yep. If you want to do that and just get a feel for it and see if you like it or not. Now, you're not going to be able to test the, the documents that it gives you, but, you know, play around with it, hook a wallet up and see what it does and, and go from there. Check it out. And they're compatible with like every wallet. Like, I mean, I even have um, for any Dot or Kusama that I hold uh, in mm -hmm. their native Fearless wallet, I have the Fearless wallet even on there. I mean, like it yep. has everything you could possibly want. So, yeah, it is very, very sweet. I'm a fan. Yep. Yeah. So that's Coinly. Cool. That's taxes. I'm sure we maybe will, you know, as we kind of go on and through the spring here, or maybe different tax situations or ideas in our heads pop up. We'll probably share some more stuff. But uh, we, we kind of wanted to make sure we had a little bit of that conversation because, you know, right here, right now, this is when people are kind of getting their W-2s for the year, just getting things in line for taxes, of course. So um, we the, the one hard stance we'll take is... Uh, you know, to pay your crypto taxes. That's the, that's the one piece of, I guess, financial advice that we'll give. Of exactly. Um, well, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Ewok, we got to everything we wanted to tonight. Um, 
We're going to have an eventful next few. I mean, when it's an eventful in crypto, of course, um, I think the bottom's in. You don't. We're going to, um, you know, see how that goes over the next few weeks. But anything else you want to add here to round things off? Um, yeah, I'm looking forward. I don't know if anybody has heard or not, but if you go to hexcruise.com, um, there is a cruise out of Fort Lauderdale to the Bahamas um, for hmm. lots of hexagons. So go on there and SBF's, check it out. Uh, house or something like that down there. Yeah, we're going to go visit SBF and, and see, see the... Uh, the tropical paradise that he created in his forty million dollar, <laughs> you know, it's one of the day trips to his uh, to his compound there. Is Bitboy going too? You guys are going to interrogate him know. live on scene. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. I heard that last. I heard there were over seventy or eighty um, Hexagons going, and um, oh, cool. I will be attending as well, so it'll be fun. I, 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 did you hear Abit invited Jack Levin? I heard. I did hear yeah. that. He said, he said as long as he doesn't get murdered. Yeah, right. <laughs> I uh, man, I don't know how safe of a bet that is, Jack. I'd probably, I'd probably stay away. It depends on um, who is going, I guess. But yeah. now that should be cool, though. Yet again, another cool hexagon event. I mean, like that's what you know. All the doubters, even with hex, I know people that are watching this really aren't doubters. But um, you know, you get a fever pitch community like this that continues to do organic events, like you talked about sending out postcards and stuff like that to mm -hmm. people that Richard had nothing to do with. That's what you want to be invested in. Um, that's yeah. what I want to be invested in. You do it exactly. Want, but yeah. Um, cool. Well, yeah, we'll have uh, another show, of course, every Wednesday. We'll be back on the 25th next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here in the U.S. So this has been Broke Boy Crypto for my co-host there, Crypto Ewok. We will catch you next week right here. <laughs>